One way I test things out is with TikTok stories, because with TikTok stories, you can put out a piece of content, 15 seconds or max for my account right now. And that piece of it not only goes in your story, it goes on your feed and then it may hit the For You page. And sometimes I will test something that I want to make a permanent video on TikTok. And if it bombs, then I'm like, mm, I'm really interested in that. But if it does well, that tells me, hmm, I think people are actually interested in this. This is Digital Marketing. Hey, it's Marky Grass here, and I've got a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your site? Seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully retarget your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with US laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. So that means that you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. It might sound too good to be true, but trust me, it works. The CEO, Adam Robinson, is brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for digital marketer listeners. If you go through their easy 30-minute onboarding process and haven't 5X your investment within the first six months, they'll give you all of your money back. To take advantage of the offer, go to getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. That's getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the president of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you need to be focused on to the cutting-edge tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is Kenya Kelly, a TikTok strategist that has done over $700,000 organically from TikTok. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. It's so great talking to TikTok people because it's uh, we actually just came out with a TikTok course, a TikTok ad course. Ooh. And so we've been very into TikToking lately. And it's pretty shocking because yeah. everybody wants to learn about it. But there's still so many modern marketers that are resistant to just trying out the platform. So just to mm -hmm. get into it, let's just talk about why everybody needs to be on TikTok. Yeah. So when you think about what's happening with all the social media, like if you just look at every single platform, they all look like TikTok now. And I, I tell people, especially when I do like a room full of like marketers, I'm like, okay, where was Facebook tw like in 2020? Where was Pinterest? Where was YouTube? What is it? What those three look like now? And I explain to them that if they're going to spend millions and billions of dollars on changing the entire infrastructure of their platforms and their teams to look like a platform, that's because something massive is working. And so we as marketers, we have to stop like waiting for somebody to tell us to do it and go, hey, this thing is happening and go over there. Yeah, I think just just putting your foot down, be like, you know what? Get over it. It's not mm -hmm. just dancing people. It's not just, <laughs> yeah. you know, because mm -hmm. nowadays I, I don't even think of TikTok like that at all. I think of it as like, like last night I did a tutorial on how to draw a tree with my son and we just had uh -huh. it on repeat and I just draw a tree. I'm like, oh, this is, so functional. I couldn't have done this with YouTube, couldn't have done it with right. Facebook, couldn't have done it with nope. Instagram necessarily because it doesn't work like that. So, correct. you know, one of the things we talk about in the course is like, you have to use it though. Let's just talk about that. Like, you can't just be a TikTok advertiser and get good at TikTok <laughs> ads. You have to be a TikTok user. Yeah, but for sure. So I think that like what a person needs to do is first, I think that 
The challenge is that people started seeing all the dancing TikTok videos when we all got quarantined, right? And so they're all like, that's what it is. Or they have kids, nieces, nephews, and they keep seeing them dancing outside the house with like a ring light in their phone. But if they actually just downloaded TikTok for themselves and started doing searches in their industry, they're going to realize, wait a minute, like there's a whole massive audience of people looking for what it is that I do and people just like them that are already marketing there. That's a great way to do it. So how do you, because I always talk about training the algorithm because with, well, my age group, 35 to 45 mm-hmm. year old men, we get targeted a certain way on TikTok. <laughs> and that's why, yes, every, y'all do. <laughs> that's why all the guys I talked to were like, oh no, it's inappropriate. Well, you just got to skip those videos, dude. Skip yeah, it's, it's very sad for y'all. When y'all first go onto the platform, you guys are inundated with half naked people. And it's like, who would want to stay because of that? And so I tell people, as soon as you get on and you see something, just hold your finger down on the video and hit not interested. And you're going to start training the algorithm that you're not interested in that type of content. But also, if you go into the search, like the little magnifying glass and search your interests, whether it's crypto or NFTs or kids, whatever it is, search start watching that content, interact with that content. And within a few hours, your entire feed is going to change to your behavior. Well, and I think that's that's the key to TikTok is it learns so fast. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll just start feeding you stuff that's like exactly what you're looking for. So now yep. it's like when I go on there, I see, you know, drawing tutorials. I see dad mm-hmm. jokes. I see stand-up comedians. <laughs> yeah. I have a very specific type. And now I'm like, I could just sit on this forever. So how does mm-hmm. that translate those interests into actually producing the content yourself? Because I think using the platform is one thing, but shooting that first video is always nerve wracking. For sure. So I tell people all the time that if you're already using Instagram or Instagram stories, you're technically already making a TikTok video with an Instagram story. I think that the frustration or hesitancy with people is that there's a lot of buttons on TikTok and there are a lot of different buttons. But if you don't focus on learning all the buttons and just know how to press the red button, which is record and then hitting post and all that, then it's a lot easier. But I would tell somebody to, first of all, go and look at the content that's working well in your industry. Let's just say you're a dentist and go and just type dentist and you're going to start seeing a pattern of the content that works very well on the platform. Doesn't mean you have to shoot just like them. It's just going to give you some creative inspiration because a lot of times we come on TikTok acting like we're on Facebook and it don't work. Like the culture of TikTok is very different than the culture on Facebook. And so that's why you want to kind of binge watch at least about 10 or 15 minutes and then you just shoot a quick video. Now, honestly, your first couple videos, they may be terrible because you're like, you don't know what you're doing. Like I have about a hundred or so videos when I got started, they were awful. I didn't know how to use the buttons, nothing, but I just posted them. And now today I'm not doing bad videos, but you have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's a really good point. Just look at what other people are doing in your industry. And that's actually Mm -hmm. one of the things I really like about TikTok is there's no like, Hey, I did that first. You're, right. <laughs> like it's kind right. of expected. Like I like seeing people doing the same skit and mm-hmm. seeing who does it best. Yeah, so, exactly. Not being afraid to like copy other people because nobody cares. Like you can mm-hmm. literally doing the duets or the I don't know all the terms you'll have to tell me. But <laughs> <laughs> actually, let's talk about that. One of those features where you could pull the content from somebody and, and do like the intro of one person's video could mm-hmm. be the start of your video. Yeah, let's talk so about that's the- called a stitch. So stitching, what are some of the kind of best practices and why are stitches a thing? 
for sure. So there's so many different things you can do on TikTok. And again, like you were saying about when you copy somebody, you can literally copy somebody and just tag them and just saying inspired by whatever. And it's natural to do that on TikTok. But one of the hottest things that has happened on TikTok is stitching, which basically you just take five seconds of somebody's video and then you add content on top of it. So like back in 2021, there was a hugely popular stitch and it was Reese Witherspoon acting like she was still on the movie Legally Blonde. And she would just say, tell me you love Legally Blonde without telling me you love Legally Blonde. And everybody was stitched just that first phrase. And then right afterwards, everybody would give some type of line from the movie without saying this is Legally Blonde. And that was a thing. Now for businesses, someone could say, anything about having a job or anything about being a marketer or a podcaster and you're stitching it and you can even like, you can stitch something where someone says whatever they say and you actually give a reaction or a different response to it where they say podcasting doesn't work and you stitch that. You say, actually, it does work. I've been podcasting for these many years. You've got these many clients and they've done this, this and this. And then it's amazing. And especially if the video you stitched is already viral. Because mm. if that video is already viral, then it it's telling you people love how that content is structured and what the person said. And that's going to give you the a likelihood chance of your video picking up even more steam because that first part of their video is attached to your video. Oh, that's awesome. Now, for businesses and say people who kind of understand the platform, could you, I don't know, plant the the stitch where you're saying like, okay, I'm going to start a video like this. So people take it and stitch it. Or do you just tell mm -hmm. people like, Hey, you guys should stitch this. Yeah. So you can do a couple things. One, you can, a lot of times people will just say, they'll say stitch this, or they will say, tell me what would you do if yada, yada, yada. And sometimes people will just comment on that. Right. But other times the person will actually, instead of them saying stitch this, the word stitch this is like stretched across the screen mm. on the video. And it like people will do whatever they want to do, but sometimes you can say it or just have it text on screen. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I think it's just having that kind of strategy. Have you seen like some element like that, the stitching or duets that works better than others, or is it kind of dependent on your style? Yeah. So it definitely is. Well, number one is, is finding a video that's already viral. It's already doing well. And that once you put that person on your page, it's not going to negatively impact your brand. So, you know, doing something like that. But also, if you are very just intentional and creative and strategic with your video before, and saying stitch this, like telling people to stitch this or writing the text on screen, but using a very hot, topic or a sensitive topic, or sometimes I, I tell people to take a side. And what that basically means is that you could say, Stitch doesn't tell me why the keto diet is better than vegan. Tell me why being a vegetarian is better than vegan. That's going to cause an uproar in that type of community. <laughs> and a bunch of them are going to react to it. And if you are, let's just say you have a book teaching about the keto diet. You have a book teaching about veganism. Now that's a huge opportunity to you to take a side from that stitch and then sell your book and then sh share success stories from your clients. Oh, I love that. And you can incorporate all the other digital marketing skills like, you know, SEO research, like, hey, here's yep. a topic that from Answer the Public where everybody's asking this. So all mm -hmm. you have to do is say a phrase with it. Mm -hmm. uh, well, and, and your captions and all that too. Mm -hmm. Well, and I love how you said the first hundred videos because I think people see it as like, I don't know, they're going to make their first video and somehow it's going to be magic or something. Right. <laughs> Instead mm -hmm. of the first 100, because it's actually a bunch of our faculty members will say the same thing. Like you got to do it a hundred times and then you'll yeah. start to be good at it. 
Yeah. Uh, how would you recommend somebody gets that hundred mark? Because most of the time you say like, okay, do it every day. But is there some kind of cadence that you found or should you just create whatever you have the thought or what do you recommend? For sure. So now when I said 100, it doesn't take that much anymore. It took me that much because there were no courses and no (laughs) tutorials like when I got started. But I would say at least start out because one of the things I always tell people is that you want to have enough content on your page so that when people come back to your page that they can consume to get to know more about you. So my thing is that once you get on the TikTok platform, I would try to do two or maybe three a day for the first couple of days, just so you have enough content on your account. So if one video starts to gain steam and someone, they come back to your page, they're able to get a more of a sense of who you are and what you do. But I also tell new people to TikTok, I say, just start out with 15 second videos. And how do you do that? The same way we would do a a long live stream, just take one bullet point from what you would say in a live stream or in a podcast or on a YouTube and just record that. You don't have to introduce yourself. You don't have to say, hey guys, or whatever. You just start it on your point and then that's it. And then you can be given tips. You can be given resources or you can be debunking certain myths. But definitely you want to get that first nine videos on your account. That way people have something to binge watch. Yeah, I love that. Do you actually lay out the subject matter or is it best to just go kind of random because you don't really know what's going to be popular and what's not going to be popular? So I usually do the subject matter because I'm very intentional because I'm on there for my business. Like we have creators that are on there and they're doing entertaining things. But us as like business owners, we have a goal. We want somebody on our email list, following and all that type of stuff. So I usually have a list of topics that I'm going to cover in my TikTok videos. And some of those videos I'm actually teaching. Some of them I'm doing a skit and the skit is around that particular topic. Like I've gone to answer the public and start seeing what people are asking. And I may just take a, a trend and turn it into the answer to that hot topic. And then other times I'll actually say how to yada, yada, yada for SEO. And then I'll teach it. Cause you know, on TikTok, they really love entertainment way more than they love the business education just because it's it's a natural thing because it's an entertainment platform. So I make sure that I try to be entertaining as possible, but I do a lot of edutainment. So <laughs> if you ever go to my channel, you're going to be like, what is going on with this girl? But I'm teaching and you're like, but you're in my video because of what you see me doing on screen. That's awesome. Is that easy? Because I know a lot of people are like adding in humor to stuff is hard, making it entertaining without feeling kind of contrived and... Like mm-hmm. you're forcing it. Is there mm-hmm. some methodology that you go through to make maybe not the most interesting topic a little bit more entertaining? Yeah. So my number one thing is I just look at what everybody else is doing, right? So there's like, there's these sounds and you'll like, when you see a person doing a video with a sound, oftentimes I will just click on the sound and start binge watching how other people are using this sound or using this trend. And you watch four or five, maybe six videos, your creative brain starts to think about, oh, how could I use this sound for me? For example, there was a sound, it's insane sound of this guy who was crying and he runs and he falls on the bed, but he falls off the bed. So you hear him thud on the bed and thud off the bed. And everybody was doing this sound. And I said, hmm, how can I make this relevant to me? And so I did it. (laughs) It It's terrible. I positioned myself falling off the couch. I mean, it's absolutely terrible. (laughs) And But my thing was, when you send an email to 20,000 people with the wrong link, And, you know, as a marketer, we get it. And so I run, I fall on the couch and I fall off. It goes viral on TikTok. It went viral on Instagram Reels because it was relatable, but it brought attention to my account. 
Oh, that's so cool. Well, and, yeah. and I've seen it happen. That's actually a really good case study of actually relating it to a business one. The, the one yeah. I see constantly is the girl who's like sets up the camera and then she backs up and she hits her hip on like a bedpost <laughs> and she, she goes, ah, and then everybody <laughs> stitched it into like songs. Yeah. That was my favorite. No, I remember favorite. that one. That one went viral. It just kept oh, going viral. It's still around. Yeah. It's like a zillion views. And you're like, wow, oh, was... man. <laughs> that poor girl. I remember that video. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. I still watch it sometimes. That one. And then there's one clip from, I think it was a, a kid's children's show where it was like, and nothing can go wrong. And then it's the next part. Oh, no, it all went wrong. And oh, no. <laughs> I haven't into, seen that one. <laughs> oh, look it up. It's. It's pretty good. It gets a little annoying after a while, but <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the corn one? The corn one is the most popular right now. Oh, the corn! It's corn. It's corn. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's well. I think that's the power of TikTok, where it's like you, you just yeah. mention these, and now I have like fifty videos going through my head, and they're all yeah. hilarious. So mm-hmm. yeah. now that and, kid has met all these big celebrities. He's on TV <laughs> and everything because he's just like corn. How is he still the same age? Because I think he must have been like seven or something at the time. No, that's very recent. I think he and, was like. When I saw a recent, he may look eight, maybe nine. Yeah. It's not very old. Oh, that's funny. No, yeah. that's, I, and that's another thing about TikTok where you <laughs> could become internet famous for one 10 second clip. Like, yeah. But nobody should try to do that. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, try, people try it and it works. Try. You know, it's, I mean, uh, yeah, some people just just still do it. That's really, <laughs> well, and I, I do like how you could just take these pieces and, and use them in other places and make them funny and, and actually yeah. pull that entertainment factor into maybe less funny topics. Exactly. Uh, but is there a, a place for the more serious topics or just being completely educational? Because I have seen those where somebody describes like a physics problem. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, there's a bowling ball in the middle of the sheet. And here's how gravity works. It's not entertaining, but it's informative. Is yeah, there a formula so, for that? Well, I wouldn't say that there is because those people, they're just kind of like, they're just teaching. But it is important to go, you've got one to two seconds to capture someone's attention, right? Because of the the way that our attention mm-hmm. span is and people know they can scroll off. And so even with him with physics, his job within the first one or two seconds is to have whatever his text on screen is, whatever his opening image or video is. It has got to captivate you to watch whatever he's doing, right? Also, more than likely, his, if his video is one minute or less or longer or what have you, he's probably not just going straight through. It's like boring, but he's teaching in a way where you are, you're not only learning, but you're finding it fascinating. You're finding yourself like drawn into his situation. It's kind of like the home edit ladies that do the whole like, canisters in your closet and then the refrigerator you're just like you know that they're gonna put cucumbers in there but you just keep watching to see <laughs> cucumbers and applesauce and this and they're not saying anything but that first second of the video you're like i wonder what they're gonna put in this canister <laughs> oh it's rice oh it's corn but it's like it just draws you in so if you're whether your content is funny or it's serious you got to be very intentional that people are going to scroll off if they're not entertained in some type of way which doesn't mean funny. It could be resourceful. Yeah, that makes sense. What do you think of multi-part TikToks? Because I've seen some where I'm like, I, I watch a TikTok and it ends randomly. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, crap. And then I have to go to the channel. Oh. And I have to find the next part. Like, is that a good practice? It kind of annoys me. But also, I know videos can only be three minutes back. So I kind of get it. 
sometimes people do it accidentally because they didn't realize they were talking so long. But that has been a very strategic practice on TikTok for a very long time where someone will be showing you something and now you are hooked in. You want to see the ending and you're like, where is it? A lot of people end up saving that video. They end up following that person saying, when are you putting out part two? And you put out part two and now everybody has come back to that video. So it is annoying to the person watching. But if you really want to see that, you're going to do whatever you can to see the next part. Oh, that makes sense. Well, let's talk about that in terms of getting subscribers versus just getting impressions on a video. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have a strategy for, say, identifying like the good pieces and then now you're going to make more of those? Because I've seen it before. There's one guy, he's a bartender and he's constantly critiquing this other bartender. I think her name's mm-hmm. like Janelle or something like or Janice, I don't know, I'll send you the video. <laughs> but anyways, but he always critiques the same woman. And it was good. Like the first five times I saw it, I was like, this is hilarious. And they got yeah. kind of like, okay, I've seen this before. Now I'm yeah. going to skip these. Is there a way to identify, say, a set without going so narrow that it just gets boring for people who subscribe? You mean a set of videos? Yeah. Yeah, kind of like a series versus just like a bunch of random videos. Yeah, for sure. So I think that if a person's going to do a series that... Typically, series are like three videos, not more than that, unless it's like different things. So if he's a bartender and he is reviewing other people, it probably would have been beneficial for him to find somebody else or to like mix it up and have it actually be a man or he's doing a critique with somebody on the other video. So it's like, because otherwise, like you said, you're like, I've seen this before. You've got to give people something else to see, even if you're doing the same type of thing, just mix it up with, who you're doing or how you're doing, or instead of you critiquing in the next video, why don't you actually show people what to do versus just critiquing the other person? Because eventually people are going to be annoyed by you saying that she should have done this. And they're like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, that's a really good point. Well, and it kind of expands the content. Like, okay, now we looked at this. So here's a different method and here's a different method and so on and so Mm -hmm. forth. That's how I usually teach people content strategy where I'm like, hey, once you get that piece, like it's a good kind of seed that could grow into any other piece that you need. So exactly. So you just wait until you find that one. Like, okay, people are interested in this. Let me go ahead and create some more of it, but not the same thing over and over. Yeah. I like to test things out. One way I test things out is with TikTok stories, because with TikTok stories, you can put out a piece of content, 15 seconds or max for my account right now. And that piece of it not only goes in your story, it goes on your feed and then it may hit the For You page. And sometimes I will test something that I want to make a permanent video on TikTok. And if it bombs, then I'm like, mm, I'm really interested in that. But if it does well, that tells me, hmm, I think people are actually interested in this. And then I will then recreate it and turn it into a more permanent video. And if the comments were great on that video, then I may turn it into a series, depending upon how what people were saying in the comments and what questions they were asking. Oh, I love that. That use of stories is like a test platform. Mm-hmm. Is that does it work the same way as Instagram where you post a story, it's only 15 seconds, it only lasts 24 hours, or how do stories work? Yeah. So I've seen someone who had a story that was 30 seconds on TikTok, but my account currently only has 15. But it obviously goes in your profile, the little circle like Instagram, and then in your notifications, people like if you are on your notifications and you follow me and I'm up top and I have a story, you can see it there. But also it ends up going on your feed. So like we have the three videos, the rows of three videos on our main account. Well, your TikTok story appears first Mm -hmm. if you have a story and then it might actually hit the For You page. So whereas with Instagram, it's only in the story. TikTok is on the feed and the For You page. Oh, that's really cool. 
And then you yeah. can actually see, is it the same thing though? It's just 24 hours and then it's gone? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, and oh, it's in your archives. So you can go back and look and see, oh, how did they do in the archives? Oh, and then is there an option to actually share on both the story and a post? No, not right now. Mm -mm. Oh, Oh, that's good. Yeah. But sometimes I think when I really think about it, and I think this is a really good piece of content, I'll just screen record it while I, before I hit post on it and then remove all the TikTok icons around it. And then I will be able to reuse it and like create it as a post later. Yeah. That's that's a really good way to do it. And I do like just talking about TikTok features. The bookmarking function is actually really good. Yeah. Like surprisingly good where I actually use Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Yeah. I use it every day, all day. So how do you make your collections or do you just kind of save stuff? And how do collections work? Can people see my collections when I create them? No. So they can't see your collections. So basically what you're saying is like, if you see a bunch of videos, you save them into a certain collection. Can anybody see them? No, they cannot. However, there is a new feature on TikTok that just came out where if you save somebody's stuff, they can see that you saved it to your favorites. Ah. It used to be private and now everybody knows. You're like, oh, they can see me. (laughs) (laughs) I actually noticed that because I saved some. I'm like, I don't know who this is, but I guess they could know that I saved. Like, I yeah, like your stuff. Yeah, they know now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's really not bad like unless you're in competition with somebody and you're like, let me just copy the link and save it into my notes and my phone instead. Because <laughs> oh, they can't funny. see that. Yeah, that's true. If you have some competitor and they're like, I oh, know you yeah. stole this from me because you <laughs> saved it. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, mm, they're on to me. <laughs> it's all public. Exactly. Are there any other of those kind of like little features that, that say new users wouldn't know about, but could probably find super useful? So definitely the favorites feature. So you mentioned the collections where you like, you have a category of what you want to save. But a lot of times, you know, when you're on TikTok, you see all these buttons, you don't really know how to go back to a video that you've liked. Well, what you can do is if you're looking at a video on the lower right-hand corner, you're going to see an arrow. If you click on that arrow all the way at the bottom, it'll say add to favorites. And what that's going to do, that's going to let you go back to, you go back to your profile page and it looks like a little ribbon and you click on the ribbon, you're going to see all the videos you've ever saved. Now for me, I run my business like all of us do. And I don't always have time to shoot a TikTok video. But if I want to recreate something, I'll just save it to my favorites. And on the days when I'm going to batch record, I just click on that little ribbon. And now I've got hundreds of videos I can choose from as creative inspiration. Oh, that's a great way to use it. And I like that point where it's just like, you don't have to go look up a new term every time because you're constantly finding videos you like and could Mm -hmm. probably remake, which is a good way to, to look at TikTok. I've also heard during our course, we actually talked about setting up a second profile in the image of whatever client you're working with. So essentially mm-hmm. trying to make a customer avatar out of a TikTok account. That way, you know what TikTok is feeding your ideal customer. Oh, wow. And oh, that's, that's a good idea. Because I guess you could be logged into three accounts at the same time yeah, on the app. And so mm-hmm. how he does is he actually says like, oh, okay, well, if I'm targeting this group, I'll make the audience that'll like the stuff I think that they'll like. And then you'll actually get feed on that account of everything that the person you like is or ah. should like, which is a good, good way. Yeah, uh, for sure. Research. Oh, that's really good. I hadn't tried that. Yeah, I give it a shot. I got to do it too. But I'm still like, I'm still working on my first 10 TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> my TikTok account. Mine is totally random. I end up just doing it on the weekends because I'm like, I'll be yeah. with my son or I like building things. So I, I've like yeah. built a chicken coop and I'm building this rocket. And so wow. I'll be like, here's how it's going. But it's so random. I'm like, I definitely need a direction. So yeah. that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Cause I'm like, I should be talking about like business leadership or marketing. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, well, you can have two accounts. The one where you do with your son, which is oh, random, and then you, you can do the other professional one. Yeah. No, that's like, that's probably a good way to do it. Because I like doing the fun stuff, but it exactly. does not fit. I could shoehorn it in there where I'm like, well, I could talk about building a chicken coop is like building a marketing plan. And right. Blah, 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 but... <laughs> and how fun is that for you and your son? Not no, that fun. it's terrible. I try to teach him marketing <laughs> stuff all the time. And he just thorns to tears. He's not. Exactly. So. If you are a business owner, let's say, because we have a lot of agencies watching this and a lot of them mm -hmm. have been resistant to getting on TikTok and using it, but I'm sure their clients are talking about it. How do you think that an agency could go about helping, like adding TikTok as a service to their current kind of social media offerings? Mm -hmm. So, of course, one of the first things you want to do is you've got to fall in love with what's happening on the platform. Because I know a lot of agencies and just businesses in general are still thinking it's just teenagers and all this type of stuff. And so I would encourage you to get onto the platform, but don't just look at the things you enjoy. you got to look at start engaging with content based upon your client. That way you can start seeing all the things that your clients that's happening on the platform. Then, Because then you've got to now convince your clients that they need to be there. And so if you're doing your own research, search of, hey, here's what's working with our competitors or people just kind of like our clients, then when you go to present your clients with, here's this new strategy we have for you with TikTok, then you've got data to show them, here's what that is. Because if you're resistant and so are they, it's going to be really hard to convince. But once you're convinced, it'll be easy to kind of build out whatever it is you want to do there. Most people, when they're coming to agencies right now, is they want you to do everything. They may say, yes, we'll do that. Here's our parameters of what we will and won't do. But they want you to create all the content because they don't want to do it. So you've got to come up with a strategy of, okay, like if we're going to do this, do they have to be shooting content or can they hire a social media person that's the face of their business and then laying out, okay, if you're talking about a, a face of the business, then what does that look like? Because I have experienced so many, I guess, higher up people in their business, like mm -mm, that's childish, that's for kids and all this type of stuff. But if you are convinced and you are able to go, all right, so here's what's working. Here's what Chipotle is doing. Here's what Nike is doing. And here's how we can do it. And the results that you can get as, you know, doing this, it's going to be so much easier to convince the client to do it because they need to do it. They just don't understand what in the world is happening over there. They just know that it's a bunch of kids dancing, whatever was happening in 2020. Oh, well, I, I think that's actually a really great approach. Like, oh, apparently Nike thinks it works. Exactly. <laughs> or, mm -hmm. or your competitor. That'd probably be the ideal scenario. Like, here's a competitor. They're doing it. And yep. here's how it goes. But I do like the point of like, because that usually the content creation part is the biggest yep. barrier because the mm -hmm. owner doesn't want to do it. They want to assign it to their teenage intern that they yep. just hired. And then mm -hmm. it ends up being useless. <laughs> For the most yes. part, because how would that exactly. work? Exactly. Is there a way to create the content without having the say the business owner or anybody in the business do it with like say stock footage? I guess I'm trying to think of like how, if that's even possible to not be involved. So you can do that, but I haven't seen where stock footage works really well on TikTok because it's still like a video-based engaging type of entertainment place. But I've seen like like the social media scheduler later. I have no idea who owns later, but mm -hmm. later has like seven or eight different faces on their TikTok account. It used to just be one girl and she was creating content. I thought she was the one uploading, but then I started seeing like six or seven other people. And what I'm realizing is that they have people in whatever location that they live in and they have, here's the content that they shoot. And I'm thinking they upload it to Dropbox and then a person, whoever is the social media person is the one scheduling it. 
and putting it out on TikTok. And their account is doing incredibly well. And so as an owner, they literally can just say either they're going to hire a really good social media person to shoot for them, or they can work with influencers and they can pay them, you know, like a monthly rate of this is how much we're going to pay you to create these many videos. But most people can just start out with one person on their account, a social media person. And that person can literally be part-time where you're saying five videos a week. Like if they know TikTok, they can shoot five videos in an hour. Oh, that's true. Because it's just that easy. They can do just that. Well, and I love the the idea of pulling in from a bunch of people because I think the big risk mm-hmm. is when you have like a spokesperson for a company yeah. and they aren't an owner of the company, they could just leave. Correct. <laughs> and then now yep. who's creating your content and now what happened to that person and, yep. and so on and so forth. But if you had three to five or whatever mm-hmm. sending you stuff all the time, they have some variety and nobody's really going to notice. Then you're a college mm-hmm. humor if you wanted like a YouTube example of how that would work. Yeah. Um, and you're relating to different audiences. Like on their account, they have white, black, Asian, LGBTQ+, oh. plus, everybody. And it's like everybody can see themselves on their account. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, Ryan Dice here. You know, it's been a while since I've run the day-to-day for Digital Marketer, the company that Roland and I are partners in. Fortunately, we have a great team and great partners who help us with all that nitty-gritty stuff now. But the one thing that we focused on while I was there and the one thing the team still focuses on to this day is optimizing everything. I'm talking testing everything from the sales copy to the color of the checkout button. Testing like this can have a huge impact on your bottom line, but the truth is it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. And half the time, we were just throwing stuff against the wall just to kind of see what stuck. But the good news is you don't have to figure everything out on your own anymore. And that's because our friends at Conversion Fanatics have optimized hundreds of sites in all types of industries from small startups to Fortune 500s. And now they can handle all your testing and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com. Now, how much did just on the influencer side, how much does that cost? If you said like, hey, I'm a business, I don't want to create TikToks, I just want to hire this out. What does the cost look like? And are there contract terms or is there any kind of standard for that kind of thing? So there's different ways of doing things. So one, if you go to an influencer agency, you're definitely going to pay like with your next kid. <laughs> your influencer <laughs> agency, hands down. Yeah, you uh, if you go to someone who's fairly new to TikTok as an influencer, like their rates are not going to be as high. And so you can just contract them. Like you probably could go to a site like Upwork, honestly, mm-hmm. and you could post looking for influencer, da 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 And then here's this rate that they give you. Um, and so I've seen influencers get paid 100 dollars per video. I've seen them get paid an hourly wage to do, hey, we want you working three hours a day and here's your hourly wage. Um, but if you go out to get these bigger influencers, oh, you'll definitely pay a pretty penny. Like for me, when a brand works with me, I charge $5,000 up per video. And so you kind of want somebody who they're kind of new to it or they're just like doing it part time, but they're really good at doing it. So what level would that be from like the $100 person to the $5,000 person? Is there a number of followers or? 
No. So I would say it's the number of followers. I would say it is the person and their content. So I know people on TikTok who have like 11,000 followers and they get paid $10,000 per video, but they're doing more so user-generated content, meaning a brand pays them $10,000 to shoot the video, edit the video, give them the raw footage, and the influencer never posts it. They use that for ads. They like white label it and do a whole thing with it. So they save hundreds and thousands of dollars from hiring models, videographers, photographers, and all that, and just pay this influencer who knows how to shoot and edit well. So that's what a brand did for me. They paid me like 9000 for one 15-second video, and they never asked me to post it. And that saved them a lot of money because I did all the work. So I would just say, like, it just depends as you're reaching out to... I wouldn't do agencies if you want to do the least amount of money, you've got to have somebody do the legwork of actually reaching out and finding individual people that want to do a job. Otherwise, the agencies are going to tackle on, of course, their agency fee and stuff. Oh, that's actually a really cool tip. <laughs> like, just go yeah. direct. Because I, yeah. well, it, it talking about just film production where I, last year I was like, oh, I really want a new brand video for Digital Marketer. And so mm-hmm. I went out to a bunch of people and it was like the lowest rate was like $25,000. And that would just start the process. And yeah. I was like, can I just shoot this on my phone? <laughs> like, right. But this is, this is actually a good workaround because then you could actually hire out, take that 25000 and hire five different exactly. you know, people and have them all produce content. Then you get to pick the best one and you could... Mm-hmm. then spend a lot of money after you know, okay, this messaging works. I like how this feels. Mm-hmm. And this person's great. Good to go. So mm-hmm. I think that's a huge tip. That's what we just did with our editor. We were like trying to find somebody to do like captions on our videos, the way they look all fun these days. And I went on Upwork and found a girl. She said it was like $12 an hour. So we gave her like three videos. Then we gave her 10. Then we gave her 20. And then we just reached out yesterday and said, hey, are you looking for full-time work? And she's like, yeah. I was like, well, full-time, how much would you charge me per hour? $12. You're hired. <laughs> the same <laughs> like, thing. Done. You're hired. She's like, what? I'm like, when can you start? <laughs> like, 12.25. I'm at 12.25. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, like, okay. Oh, that's a little misnomer. You'll take care of them now. That's exactly. It's yeah. like 12. You know you're going to give them way more than that. But like you at least give them what they ask for. Yeah. No, and that's such a great hiring practice too, because you could just try a few people and you'll find them versus, oh, I don't know, if you hire a bunch, but hiring is hard right now (laughs) to find like (laughs) the right person. So I think this is a good workaround for figuring that out on, especially Mm -hmm. on social media, because social media is very flexible in terms of who actually gets the work. But you have the ad side. Oh, actually, let's talk about that real quick. Is there boosting on TikTok? Yeah. So it's a feature called TikTok Promote. I'm actually, funny enough, I'm in an ad campaign with TikTok right now for TikTok Promote. And it's very similar to Facebook boosting where you can tell TikTok, like, well, you choose a video, but that video can't have copyrighted music attached to it because of copyright laws. And then when you go to boost it, you can do video, video views, followers, or clicks to your website. And then there is like, the minimum you can do is $5 a day. And we did a campaign with them. It was like $300 we spent and we gained 450 followers to our target audience. That's awesome. So like 85 cents a follower, that's that's solid. How did you choose that video that you thought would be good for a promotion? 
So I wanted to make sure that I chose something that was going to help me with my business in general, because I'm like, if I'm going to boost this thing, I wanted to boost something that will actually give me leads into my business. So I intentionally created a video of me teaching them about business, about consulting and selling group courses, because that we teach people how to market on TikTok. That's what I taught in the video. And I also said, and if you want help with learning how to sell your courses on TikTok, be sure to follow because that's what I do. And so that's how I did it. My whole intent. Oh, that's awesome. Did you have any kind of lead magnet or was there a landing page associated with it or was it just for followers? So when you boost it, you have to choose one, like either a link to your website, followers or video views. And so for that one, I just did followers. It wasn't connected to where you could see the lead magnet. But once they followed me, if they went to my page, my lead magnet is there on my profile. Oh, great. Okay. Well, actually, and that was a big question I had too, because you have to have a certain status level to be able to connect your website, right? <laughs> yes. You have to have 1,000 followers in uh, order to put your link in your bio and to go live on TikTok. Ah, okay. That makes sense. And 1,000, yeah. that's not crazy. I mean, it is for me. It's not crazy. But we're all <laughs> like, why? We don't even know why TikTok does that, but we go, okay, whatever. Uh, yeah, because it's like, initially I was like, okay, well, I can't direct people anywhere ever. But they make you earn it, right? And then you get better. and For sure. Well, when I got started, I just drove everybody to Instagram. And I tell my clients that now, just tell people to go to Instagram that your bio link, because that's clickable right there. And we went from like 2,000 followers to 5,000 just by telling people on TikTok, go follow there and get the link so we could, you know, get the opt-in. Oh, that's great. Well, let's talk real quick, because I know we've been on for a while and we don't want to have all the tips in one episode. How do you work the relationship between TikTok and Instagram? Because I know that Instagram has started penalizing people if they share their TikToks. So Mm -hmm. are you reproducing the content or do you strip out the logo and then post it on Instagram or how's that work? Yeah. So they hate each other. And I think Instagram hates me because I'm a TikTok consultant (laughs) on Instagram. So it used to be where you could just use the snap.snaptick.app and you could just remove the watermark by posting your link in there. But I started to realize that even when I was doing it, my videos on Instagram were still getting low views. And then someone educated me about metadata. And they were like, so Instagram knows this video came from TikTok no matter what you do with it. And so unfortunately, I batch record in Reels and I batch record in TikTok. And then I just take both of those and share on Pinterest idea pins and on YouTube shorts because they're like, they hate each other. So I might as well play the way they want to be played with. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So you basically have to do custom content for Instagram? Yes. Okay. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Could you just take the same thing and edit slightly differently? Or do you think they actually check and see if the the actual data being shown is the same? I think that the data that's on the video, because even when I move a TikTok and I'll use Instagram's like a sound from their platform, like I attach it or I put text on screen, I still just watch like a plummet versus when I just shoot in reels. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good tip. Some people don't have that problem, but I've been testing this for a year and I'm like, no, I can see every time I do that, 200 views and other times 3000. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Yeah, I I get it. I'm like, you're not friends. So, okay. Well, they actually came out, they did release and said, we are penalizing people for sharing TikToks and that's going to hurt you and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, well, seems weird that you're copying TikTok so much (laughs) if you hate everything they do. Yes, everything. But I would do the same thing. If I was in business and somebody was beating the brakes off of me, I would copy them too. Yeah, I mean, it's (laughs) something's going right. It is kind of funny though, because I'm like, you guys, you're going too, too hard. (laughs) Like everything has to be reels now. It's like, really? 
you yeah. built off of pictures. Like, how do you exactly? Just say, we don't do pictures anymore. Like, <laughs> it's very weird, but we go okay. Well, I think that all this info has been fantastic. I think any agency owner or marketer or just person listening to the podcast could really benefit by getting involved in TikTok, especially if you're yeah. a marketer, because you're going to have to. Even if you don't end up doing TikTok advertising, you're going to do stuff like TikToks, mm-hmm. no matter what, because people love how it works and they love the algorithm. So mm-hmm. exactly. get used to it. So if people want to work with you or get more tips from you or take your course, where can they yeah. go? Yeah, you can find me. I'm Kenya Kelly, everything, K-E-E-N-Y-A-K-E-L-L-Y. So that's KenyaKelly.com, Instagram, TikTok, everything you want to know about me and what you don't want to know, you can just find it on KenyaKelly.com. That's awesome. And check out your TikTok. Follow on TikTok. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and me too, while you're at it. There you go. Get that 1,000. <laughs> no, they'll make me start shooting as well, too. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a blast. I love everything you're doing. And I think that I'm definitely going to make sure. I'm pretty sure I follow you already because we have a bunch of your articles up. But if I don't, I will do that today. So you can look for me on there. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with that friend who is clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarketer.com where you can get access to all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketing. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up. Because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.